Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. What a challenging week of programmes you've put before us, Colin. We've been looking at uh, the first epistle of John, asking the question, what is the relationship between faith and love? And we've understood that it has everything to do with obedience. And uh, you said yesterday that if we are children of God, as John describes, we have to live as though we are. We have to want to be like Jesus. In other words, it's all to do with the heart. It is very much. And therefore, living in such a way that will glorify God because we bear much fruit. Now, um, in chapter 3, verse 5, John says, But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him, that is, no one who claims to be a Christian, in other words, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. What was that you said? (laughs) What was that you thought? Golly, does that mean that none of us is really living the Christian life. Well, let's read on. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Now, what is this? This is probably as challenging as any words in the whole of the New Testament. What I believe John is saying is this that if anybody deliberately continues in known sin, obviously they do not love the Lord. Uh, That a person who loves the Lord will not persist in sin. Uh, a, A Christian, all Christians sometimes sin, but they don't persist in the sin because the Holy Spirit will convict you, uh, show what you, where you've been wrong in order that you might repent, be forgiven and turn away from the sin. Remember, you only repent when you not only have forgiven, but you turn away from that sin and do not turn back to it. The great revivalists of, of old used to say, um, you only repent of, repent of the sins to which you never return. Uh, because repentance is a turning around, it's a turning away from that. So sometimes Christians sin, but then they come to repentance and they turn away. They do not persist knowingly and deliberately in the sin. And one of the things that we, we must do is to be open to correction so that if somebody sees a sin in our lives, and we don't really want to listen because... There is some area of disobedience that we are holding on to. Uh, We are only wise if we listen to what the other person is saying, not in a critical judgmental sense, in an accusing sense, but out of their loving concern because they might see something that we don't see for ourselves because when you want to persist in sin, then you very easily come into deception. So... uh, It's really a question of heart motivation. Um, When God called the first disciples, he knew that they would sin. We we have so much evidence of that in the Gospels. And 
uh, on so many occasions, Jesus had to forgive them and restore them and get them on their feet and get them moving again. But you see, they did not deliberately and persistently remain in that sin. Th this is the point. So uh, John, John is saying, you cannot say that you love God and you want the will of God in your life and you want to obey him and you want to see the Father glorified in our lives, in your life, and yet you persist in doing something that you know well is not the purpose of God for you. And this is the, the blindness that exists, unfortunately, in many Christians. Now, I want to make it very clear that I'm, uh, I'm well aware that I think all Christians go through periods of time when they are either deceived or... Um, they do get into sin of some kind, whether it's sin of unforgiveness, whether it's a wrong relationship, whatever it might be. But you see, if they really do love the Lord, there will be very quick conviction by the Holy Spirit, repentance, and God will get them back on course. Even if Christians backslide for a period of time, they can, of course, be restored. They have lost time uh, when they could have served the Lord, could have been fruitful, could have obeyed him during the time of their backsliding. But our God is a great redeemer. He can redeem the years the locust has eaten. But, of course, it's not a good thing to backslide. It's not a, never a good thing to disobey God. It's never a good thing to push his word away because it's too challenging. Um, <clears throat> what we have to remember is this, that, you know, we have the, the, the flesh, which is the self-life, and the spirit, which is the life of Christ within us. And these two are actually incompatible, which is why Jesus said that if anyone would come after me, he will have to deny himself every day, take up his cross and follow me. So we're going to have to deny the flesh life. We're going to have to deny what we want every day of our lives. There will be things that you in the flesh would like, uh, but they're not the will of God for your life. And you know they're not the will of God for your life if you're sensitive to the Spirit and you know the Word of God. So it's a question of saying no to sin and yes to righteousness. It's a question of making the right decisions. And it isn't that God is a killjoy and wants to take out of your life everything that you want to do, because what Jesus made clear is that to live in obedience to him, to fulfill his word, to live the life of love, to live for others rather than yourself, is to live the life of joy, that his joy will be in us and that joy will be made complete, it will be filled. So, uh, it, it, the, your, your um, welfare, actually, as well as the welfare of others around you that you're gonna have contact with, but even your own personal welfare will come out of your willingness to obey God, to actually put that love into practice and to have faith in him, uh, you would trust him to do that. And we will see next week how the faith and the love kick in together to actually produce this, um, this love that God wants, th this obedience that God wants to see in our lives. But for John to say that no one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him, does that mean that that person actually hasn't had a conversion experience, that they're not actually a Christian? Well, it could do. It could mean that, or it could mean that they're a very, very immature 
babe in Christ. Um, John, I, I think really what John is saying there, Julia, is if you'd seen him and known him, like I and the other apostles saw him and know him, you wouldn't even question what I say. You would, you would know that your love for him would lead you into obedience to him, and you wouldn't even want to persist in any sin that dishonored him. And so I, I think, you know, obviously what he's saying is colored by his own experience of Jesus. And he's saying, well, if you really knew Jesus, you would not persist in any sin. He doesn't say you would never sin in the sense of you would never commit a sin. If, because he said earlier, didn't he, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, but uh, once the Holy Spirit has convicted you of something, you will repent of that. You know. You will not push it away. You will not stubbornly refuse to repent and and keep walking in the way that has has been exposed, really, you know, that you're, you're not doing what God wants to do. So I was thinking as well about the parable Jesus told about the sower, you know, how some seed falls on good ground and other falls on stony ground. Is that a comparison with this? Some people just don't move on in their Christian walk. Well, listen to what John says next. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. You see, there are a lot of people who say, oh, praise God, he has made me righteous. So John's answer to that is fine. Then you will do what is right. You can't claim that you have been made righteous and then you continue to live in sin and disobedience. If, you've made, if he's made you righteous, then you're so thankful to, that, for, to God for that that you will live in righteousness just as he is righteous. And he goes on to say, he who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. That's pretty straight stuff too, isn't it? So you see... Um, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work and to make it possible for us to live in righteousness. So no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him, the seed of his word remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. So to answer your question, if someone is genuinely born again and Christ lives in him by the power of the Spirit, he is not going to persist in sin. This is what John is saying. There's no way that you can claim to be the righteousness of God and still persist in sin. But I'll say it again, that does not mean that you will never sin or that if you sin, you're not a real Christian. It means that you know that if you do fail God, if you do sin, you have the blood that will forgive you, through which you can be forgiven. But your heart motivation is to live to please God, to honor him, to obey him, to love him, serve him by loving and serving others, bearing much fruit for his glory. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 